the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is uh, Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, you probably noticed that uh, we had an interruption last week in terms of the uh, continuation of this series that we're doing with our dear brother, Sam Shimon. I uh, took a uh, basically a detour to talk about this uh, recent attack in London, tie that to the teaching of the Quran and how ISIS or others in the future also will still be able to inspire um, the uh, uh, person who follows the faith of Islam to become a jihadi overnight uh, in obedience to the teaching. And I, of course, close by showing that the church have failed and failed miserably to do what Islam is doing in the UK and in Europe by retaining its identity and still expanding and growing. Well, today we're going to go back again to the series that we've been doing with dear brother uh, Sam Shimon. And uh, as I mentioned many times, Sam uh, is a fabulous resource for everyone. And I truly encourage you to go uh, to the web, uh, to YouTube, uh, to Facebook, and to answeringislam.org uh, and answeringislam.net and many other uh, wonderful websites. And I'll let Sam, of course, give you more details about uh, where you can read his articles. But most importantly, I want you to also connect with him Bless him both uh, spiritually and financially. Uh, so we want to encourage you to partner with his ministry as well. And uh, therefore, uh, the work of God through his ministry will continue uh, to flourish. Uh, he's a faithful person. So it uh, doesn't mean if you're not going to support him, uh, his ministry going to stop. But we need to think about our warriors out there like Sam and be able to stand by them. So thank you in advance for your faithfulness and for your willingness to partner with uh, wonderful uh, men of God like Sam. Sam, thank you, brother, for joining us, and uh, I'll turn it over to you. Thank you for having me again. It's an honor and privilege to be used of the Lord Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit to serve you and your audience as we proclaim the truth of the gospel of Jesus and expose Islam with the hope that the Lord Jesus, in the might of His Spirit, will use our meager effort to reach Muslims and bring them to His glorious feet so that they, too, can experience the cleansing, the washing in his blood, to be freed from their sins, born of the Spirit, filled with his life, to dwell in his presence forever. And we ask and beg the Lord Jesus to bless our session, our time together for his glory. In Jesus' name, may the Lord have his way with us. <clears throat> now, speaking of warriors, I do want to mention a sister. And I really encourage your audience, and us, as well as you, brother, that uh, keep the sister in prayer. Her name is Hatsun Tash. She's from Turkey. She's Turkish origin. She's on fire for the Lord. 
she does uh, witnessing to Muslims in the U.K. of all places. And you mentioned the attacks on the parliament. She's right there in the heat of the battle. She's there on Speaker's Corner with Jay Smith, reaching Muslims. And this sister has actually been physically attacked on two occasions by Muslims because of her effective, loving witness to the glory of Jesus. So please, guys, go, go to YouTube, put in Hatun Tash, H-A-T-U-N, Tash, T-A-S-H, bathe her in prayer that the Lord will protect her, preserve her life, provide for her, and embolden her, because she's a warrior. Amen. And, you know, and, come, uh, along, come alongside her. And maybe you can even have her do one of your shows in the future. She's a- wonderful, a- wonderful. Amen, brother. I, I know her, and I dealt with her, and she you, people will see her also in a wonderful video about the 26 different Qurans with, uh, yes. with Jay Smith. So thank you for bringing that up, brother, indeed. So today, so uh, yeah. yeah, we want to reflect back, uh, brother, uh, last, last couple of uh, wonderful shows that you've done. You talked about the problem with the Quran and uh, the, the uh, misunderstanding uh, in Islamic theology, whether the Quran is the created word, is not a created word. And we closed last time by talking also about the fact that according to Islamic own resources, the Quran is actually a divine, conscible being, and that not only the Quran as a book will intercede on behalf of a Muslim, but even every surah will intercede on behalf of a person, yep. and that's where we left it. Yeah, and what I want to do is continue on the theme of exposing the fallacy that Islam presents a Unitarian concept of God, right? Because there's two types of monotheism that are being presented. There's Trinitarian monotheism, which is unique to Christianity, that the one eternal God eternally exists as three eternal relationships, three eternal persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Islam claims, much like Judaism does, to be a Unitarian monotheistic religion, so that the one God, whom they claim to be the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, is unipersonal. There's only one center of consciousness. I mean, uh, in these series that we've been doing, and even today, we're challenging that assertion because we want to differentiate and distinguish between what Islamic theology teaches, what Islamic theology later developed, from what the Quran teaches and the very narrations attributed to Muhammad, so by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to finish by demonstrating the Quran has its own trinity. But let me qualify why I'm doing this. I do not believe that the God of the Quran is the same true God revealed in the Bible, specifically in the person of Jesus Christ. So when I talk about the Quranic trinity, I don't want the audience to think that I'm saying the Quran's trinity is our trinity. The Bible is the only revealed word of the one true God. So if you want to know who God is truly, you turn to the Bible, because it's in the Bible that the person of Jesus Christ is revealed, and Jesus Christ is the perfect, complete revelation of God in the flesh. Anything that contradicts the revelation of Christ as <clears throat> encapsulated, preserved, and inspired Scripture cannot be from God, because God does not contradict himself. So we have the true God, the true Trinity. What we have in Islam is a satanic counterfeit, an aping of the true God, <clears throat> which I believe was erected by Satan through Muhammad, in order to mislead people from who the true God is. But glory to Jesus Christ, Christ in His sovereignty and His goodness and His love, has even left a witness in the Quran, although the Quran is not inspired. Still, you can see that there is enough truth that Muhammad adopted from Christianity that God can use to bring Muslims to saving faith in Christ. So I just want to be clear, the Muslim God is not my God, the Quran is not God's Word, and the chronic trinity is not the true trinity, it's the satanic counterfeit. So I just want to make that qualification. Less people think that I'm saying we have the same God. <clears throat> Thank so you, what I can do now is show you 
who the Holy Spirit is, what the Holy Spirit is according to the Quran. Again, emphasizing that the Quran's Holy Spirit is not the true Holy Spirit revealed in the Holy Scriptures who produced the Holy Bible. So I just want to delve into that, because you're going to see the Quran has a trinity of its own. If you ask a Muslim <coughs> who, the, who the Holy Spirit is, sorry about that. If you ask the Muslim who the Holy Spirit is, they'll tell you it's the angel Gabriel. And I'm sure from your background you remember that, right? That he's the angel Jabiriya? That's correct. Unfortunately for the Muslims, nowhere in the Quran, nowhere in the Quran is the Holy Spirit said to be the angel Gabriel. In fact, the evidence quite strongly opposes that assumption, that teaching, because the Quran depicts the Holy Spirit, also known as the faithful spirit, also known as the Spirit and the Spirit of Allah, as a divine being. <clears throat> so the Quran depicts the Holy Spirit as a divine being, distinct from God, distinct from Allah, who can do everything that only God can do. <clears throat> you with me so far, brother? Absolutely. Now let's go into the evidence. First and foremost, it, it should be noted that the, the phrase Holy Spirit, that exact phrase, appears four times in the Quran. Three times it appears in reference to Jesus' earthly ministry. So I'll just look at two of them. Chapter 2, verse 253 of the Quran, and chapter 5, verse 110. So chapter 2, Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 253, this is what it says. <clears throat> As of those messengers, some of whom we have caused to excel others, and of whom there are some unto whom Allah spake. So Allah spoke to some messengers directly. This is what the Quran is saying. While some of, the, some of them he exalted above others in degree, we gave Jesus, son of Mary, clear proof. And we supported him with the Holy Spirit. Another way of translating the Arabic is strengthen him with the Holy Spirit. So notice here you have a triad. You have Allah sending Jesus and then strengthening him with the Holy Spirit. You have Allah, Jesus, and his, and his Spirit, Holy Spirit. Now maybe in the future shows, if the Lord wills, we can discuss what the Quran says about Jesus. Because contrary to what many people believe, although there are passages in the Quran that says Jesus is just a man, there are other passages that contradict that assertion and depict Jesus as an eternally existing divine being. But we can do that in the future. Amen. <clears throat> so here you have the Holy Spirit working with Jesus. Is that clear? Yes. And then chapter 5, verse 110 of the cross. And interestingly, my phone is going crazy. Sorry about that, brother. I guess we're getting the enemy angry, huh? Amen. But that's okay. If he's angry, that means we're pleasing the Lord Jesus, and may the Lord protect us from all attacks of the enemy. Interestingly, chapter 5 is called Surat al-Maidah, the chapter of the table spread. And a lot of people don't know that the reason why this chapter is named the table spread because it's derived from one of the verses of the chapter itself, which has the apostles asking Jesus if his Lord is capable of sending down a table spread. And so the Lord of Jesus, supposedly Allah, sends down a table spread for the disciples to eat and feast from. So even this chapter is named after a reported miracle in the life of Christ. Because, again, there are some miracles attributed to Jesus not found in our canonical gospel. We can talk about that in the future session. In chapter 5, verse 110, <clears throat> this is what it says. And when Allah saith, O Jesus, son of Mary, remember my favor unto thee and unto thy mother, how I strengthen thee with the Holy Spirit. See, I strengthen you, Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, so that thou, you, spake unto mankind in the cradle as in maturity. Now, 
notice one of the miracles that the Quran attributes to Jesus, which is not found in our canonical gospel. By the power of the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit strengthening Jesus, Jesus was able to speak in the cradle as an infant. In fact, in chapter 19 of the Quran, Mary conceives the baby Jesus, and as a baby, Jesus starts spewing Islamic theology, causing Islamic theology, as a baby, having just recently been born from his blessed mother. That's, so that's another miracle that the Quran attributes to Jesus, not found in our canonical Gospels. But again, notice, it's the Holy Spirit working with Jesus to bring about the will of Allah, the will of God on earth, to accomplish God's purpose. So we see the Holy Spirit strengthens individuals, strengthens them. Now, not only did he strengthen Jesus, there's a verse in chapter 58, verse 22 of the Quran, that's quite significant. Yusuf Ali, Yusuf Ali, <clears throat> in his commentary out on this passage, makes a candid, astonishing admission regarding the nature of, of the Spirit in his commentary of chapter 58, verse 22. First, let me read it, <clears throat> and then we'll see why this is significant. Chapter 58, verse 22, Thou shalt not find, you will not find any people who believe in Allah in the last day, who are loving to anyone who opposes Allah and His Messenger, even though they be their fathers, or their sons, or their brothers, or their clan. Side note, did you catch it? If you're a true Muslim, a true believer, and you fear Allah, you believe in Allah in the last day, you will not love even your fathers, your sons, your brothers, or your people, if they oppose Allah and His Messenger. So in Islam, in the Quran, you cannot love your family members who oppose Muhammad, who reject Muhammad, who speak out against Muhammad. That's chapter 58, verse 22. It's also found in chapter 9 of the Quran, Surah Al-Tawbah, chapter 9, verses 23 to 24. So that's a side note. Now notice what, what it goes on to say about these individuals who are true believers, who do not love those who do not love Muhammad. Those, he has written them, faith upon their hearts, and he has confirmed them with the Spirit from himself. Confirmed them with the Spirit from, from himself. Now notice, if you're a true Muslim, then Allah has written faith in your heart. <clears throat> and he keeps you faithful and strong in your faith by a Spirit that comes from him. Now that word confirm is the same Arabic word used in chapter 2, verse 87, chapter 2, verse 253, and chapter 5, verse 110, where, where we were told the Holy Spirit confirmed, strengthened Jesus. It's the same verb, right? right. Thereby, identifying, thereby identifying the Spirit from Allah as the Holy Spirit. They're one and the same. Now, what, why is this interesting? Because here it says that the Spirit from Allah, who is none other than the Holy Spirit, strengthens all believers everywhere simultaneously. <clears throat> So let me ask you a question. What kind of attributes must the Holy Spirit possess in order to be able to strengthen a group of individuals at the same time, simultaneously, no matter how many, no matter where they're at? So you have to be omnipresent and omnipotent. So if the Spirit is omnipresent, omnipotent, the Spirit must be divine, and therefore is no creature, right? That's correct. That's why Abdullah Yusuf Ali, don't take my word for it. And again, you have to be careful what translation you, uh, what translation of Yusuf Ali you purchase, because it too has been edited by Muslims. And depending on which Muslim publication <clears throat> publisher you get Yusuf Ali from, 
they may change the wording. But Yusuf Ali, in his commentary on this passage, which you can find in my article, because I've written extensively on the spirit in the Quran and Hadith, says that this spirit is divine. He says the divine spirit. And you can no, lo- no more understand the divine spirit as you can understand the nature of God. So that's the gist of what Yusuf Ali says. So notice he calls it divine spirit, and he says that this divine spirit, its nature is beyond comprehension, because you can't understand it any more than you can understand the very nature of God. So what a candid admission by a Muslim translator of the Quran that this spirit has to be divine in order to be described in this manner. Shocking, isn't it? Absolutely. And I want to just mention to people the reason why we're focusing on this concept of the Holy Spirit in the Quran, because of this progressive interpretation in Islam, where later on uh, names are ascribed to certain characters and things like that because they were lacking. And for instance, uh, I want to just point something. If you study from the Quran, when did the name Gabriel appear? It was 14 years later, after the inception of Islam and the Quran. That's puzzling. Why didn't Gabriel appear from day one? Why yeah. did Muhammad get scared to death, literally, or want to commit suicide, when he encounter this being. So so these things are uh, uh, questions that we have to ponder and we have to ask our Muslim friends as well about. Mm-hmm. Precisely. So with that said, that's one aspect of the Holy Spirit in the Quran. Now again, let me repeat the point. I'm not saying the Holy Spirit of the Quran is the true Holy Spirit revealed in the Holy Bible, produced by the Holy Spirit. I am saying that this is a satanic counterfeit, that Muhammad is adopting and adapting Christian theology, Jewish theology, that he's picking up with his encounters with Jews and Christians, including some of those aspects in the Quran, but then convoluting it, perverting it, twisting it to agree with his theological assumptions. And he's doing this under the inspiration of an evil spirit. Now, I know this may offend some of them, but I have to speak forthrightly. As far as the Bible is concerned, Muhammad is an antichrist, and therefore had the spirit of antichrist influencing him. Now, just to give scriptural support for that assertion, if you go to 1 John 2, 22-23, 1 John 2, 22-23, there you're given the profile of an Antichrist. There you're told that an Antichrist is one who denies the Father and the Son. God is not the Father, Jesus is not the Son. Lo and behold, about 600 years after the blessed Apostle John wrote this translation, a man named Muhammad arises in Arabia, and says that my God Allah is not a father, and Jesus is not a son. And that's found in plenty, plentiful verses of the Quran. Chapter 9, verse 30 says that the, the Christians, and interestingly, again, if the Lord confirms this, maybe in a future talk we need to discuss why the Quran calls a Christian a Nasara as opposed to a uh, Masihan, right? Because the Correct. word for a Christian is not Nasara. Correct. You and, I, you, and I, you and I know that. But for some strange reason, the Quran called Christians Nasara, as opposed to Masihan, or Masihian, right? Correct. And again, why? That's the puzzle that's perplexed scholars to this day. But then it says the Nasara, those who are Nasara, if you want to translate it as Nazarene, <clears throat> say that Jesus the Messiah is the Son of Allah. And then it says Allah fights them, Allah destroys them, Allah assails them for saying that. So according to the New Testament, since Muhammad curses and damns 
any Christian for believing Jesus is God's son and that God is the Father, according to the New Testament, he's an antichrist. So he's, he's not a true prophet giving us a true depiction of the true God. He is an antichrist being inspired to give us a counterfeit Jesus, a counterfeit spirit, a counterfeit God, so that things can use that to mislead people from the true God. But he who's in us is greater than he who's in the world, and in Jesus' name may use our witness to show Muslims the truth to escape the snares of the evil one. Amen. <clears throat> so, with that said, let's look at the Holy Spirit as creator and life giver, who's also personally conscious. He's a personal entity. He has personality. He has a personhood who creates and gives life. And I just... I'm going to go... Just want to let you and uh, our listeners know that this uh, could continue next week. Uh, we're almost running out of time. We have about okay. five minutes, but I want people to know that we're not going to stop just today. We will continue with this topic. All right. Since we're, run- we're running out of time, I'm just going to look at a different path than the one I intended, and then, Lord willing, in the next episode, we'll pick it up. Let me just look at 15, 20 to 29, and then we'll pick it up in the second broadcast, because, again, there's a lot of meat here. I'm trying to do as much as I can with the time allotted to me, knowing that there's much more depth to this. So I encourage the listeners to go to the website, answering-islam.org, look up my name, Sam Shimon, and look up my articles on the spirit, identity, and the Quran. I have several articles that go in-depth to equip you and your witness to Muslims. So with that said, let's just look at 15, 20, 29. <clears throat> I'll do chapter 19 and next, next show. 15, 20, 29. Notice how Allah supposedly created Adam. Okay? It says, And remember when thy Lord said unto the angels, Lo, I am creating a mortal out of potter's clay, a black mud altered. So when I have made him and have breathed into him, note this, I have breathed into him of my spirit, do ye fall down, prostrating yourselves unto him. So notice he says, After I fashion man from clay, from black mud altered, I'm going to breathe my spirit into him. And then you honor him by bowing down to him. So here's my question to you. Why did Allah need to breathe his spirit into man? <clears throat> what was the purpose of that breathing his spirit into him? What, was, what did it accomplish? Why did he do that? It uh, brought life to the man. Oh, right. You got it. So in other words, the Quran is agreeing that when Allah wants to animate something, give life to something, he breathes his spirit into that thing, and it becomes a living being. In other words, the spirit is the life. The spirit gives life, because when Allah wants to give life, he does it by sending his spirit. And notice the spirit is part of Allah, because it's his breath. He breathes it out of himself. If he breathes it out of himself, then it's a part of him. It's not part of creation. <clears throat> That's correct. So, so maybe we'll stop on, uh, on there for now, because I think we're down to, what, two minutes? Yes, we have, I'll have about uh, two minutes. And uh, let me recap basically what uh, uh, transpired today. Uh, Sam, uh, our guest Sam Shimon, is talking about the confusion that many Muslims, and including myself when I was a follower of Islam, to associate the word uh, spirit uh, or Holy Spirit in the Quran, that's the English translation of it at least, uh, with the angel Gabriel. And if you begin to study the Quran faithfully, 
you will realize really there is actually a distinction, clear distinction between what we call the angel Gabriel and what we call the Spirit or the Holy Spirit. And here is one example, for instance, in chapter 15 of the Quran, verses 20-29, it's clearly stating that the Spirit is part of who Allah is, is divine, and gives life. So, and I want you, as my listeners, uh, to highlight this and... Uh, Remember, when we talk about Jesus, you're going to see a connection now between these claims about the Spirit and that Jesus is the Spirit of Allah as well. Right. Anything else you want to add, brother? Uh, why don't you tell people how they can get a hold of you once again? Yes, they can go to answering-islam.org, also answeringislam.net. Click in Individual Authors, and they'll find Sam Shimon. There are two pages with my articles listed. I have nearly 200 articles by the grace of God on various topics where I go in-depth, so they can go there and start there. They can also go to a blog I started where all my recent articles will appear before they do on the main site. And it's Answering Islam Blog, answeringislamblog.wordpress.com, answeringislamblog.wordpress.com. Amen. And they can find me on YouTube. Sam Shimon on YouTube, various lectures, debates, and I teach weekly on Tal Talk and record that and archive it on YouTube by the grace of God. And they can contact me via email on the website. It's there. And if they want to invite me to speak, <clears throat> let them contact me, and it will be my pleasure for the glory of Jesus. Thank you, brother. And you're listening to Let Us Reason. Uh, you can catch this show, uh, previous shows, and future shows on our archive at sirainternational.com under Let Us Reason. Until we meet again next week, have a blessed day. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.